Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Travel Tales podcast. This is a rebroadcast of an earlier podcast that uh, aired back in November of 2012 with my good friend Tanya Memi, cable TV star, singer, actress, and good friend of mine, Tanya Memi. So I hope you enjoy it. I want to remind everybody to go to our brand new website at TravelTalesPodcast.com. Check out the articles, check out the stories, check out the photos and the videos. It's, uh, it looks great, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy it, and give me a little feedback. If you want to send me a note, it's mike at traveltalespodcast.com. Uh, there are links on the page to all our ancillary, ancillary pages, which, uh, I mean, iTunes. Go to iTunes, give us a nice rating, subscribe for free. Go to uh, Stitcher Radio, if that's the way you listen to the show. You can uh, click on our link to our brand new Facebook page, which if you go there, please give it a like. Just give it a little thumbs up. It costs you nothing. It costs you about a second. And I would appreciate a lot of likes on that page. There's links to our LinkedIn page. There's links to Instagram. So go there, check it out, and uh, like us. Befriend us. Link to us. Whatever it takes. Let's all become a community, shall we? Now that that business is out of the way, I hope you enjoy this episode with Tanya Memi, and we'll be back next week with a brand new Travel Tales podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I am here with reality TV. What I would say, reality TV star. Can I just say cable TV star? Let's just say TV star. A&E star. A&E star, Tanya Memi. How are you? I'm great. How we are go you? way back. A hundred years. We do go way back. Don't we, Mike? <laughs> At least a hundred, <laughs> which is weird because we're both 29. Exactly. <laughs> what, uh, well, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I'm it's great that it's here. great that you came. I know, I haven't seen you in, in your way too long. Busy schedule and this is a travel show and how many weeks a year and first of all we should say your show is uh Sell This House Extreme. Sell this house extreme. It's now called Extreme. It's it's Extreme. It used to be it wasn't, sell this house. It wasn't enough extreme. to sell your house. Now you got to get extreme about it. Yeah, that was A&E's doing, not What mine. was so extreme? What's, so ex- what's um, the difference? Well, everything. It's basically sell this house on steroids now. Okay. So we are doing not a $500 makeover. We're doing you know thirty to $80,000 makeovers now. So this we is... We are gutting the house. Oh, wow. You're doing big, big work. Big time work. And I'm even using the power tools, baby. Yeah, oh, I know. So when, now, now when I did my show for HGTV, If Walls Could Talk, I did no physical labor... <laughs> whatsoever sure and then i used to watch that. you and yes. just like oh my gosh they got her like plastering walls I and know. and it's getting only filthy worse. oh it's really got, I've, it's I've gotten worked. extreme is what it's got it's extreme I'm, I'm actually laying tiles now doing floors i'm i mean i'm using chainsaws and jackhammers and chipping guns and, you're so butch you know how I, long I, was... I, at the same time i wish i could wear my heels along with it but <laughs> annie won't let me do that they won't no oh that's good for ratings come on <laughs> that's what i was thinking so this has been on for 12 years. That's 12, amazing. 12 I thought years. my show, nine years, was, was a lot. 12 is I incredible. Beat I, I know. beat you, Mike. I know. You're very fortunate, though. You're very fortunate. I am. I'm very, very... I feel very blessed. We, yeah. we, we were in... We, I've been in hiatus for a few months, and so we start filming again November 30th, which I'm excited about. So how many weeks a year are you traveling for the well, show? Well, it differs year to year. Depends on how many episodes A&E decides to pick up. But I would say I'm probably shooting about eight months out of the year... 
every second or third week I'm on the road. Wow. And those are uh, five-day trips? Two they week are trips? two week trips. They're hard. two weeks. Two weeks, and you have long. a baby now. I have a baby now, little Ava. I know oh. it's you know it's. I've had to find balance, which has been very difficult with the travel schedule and the work schedule. But sometimes I'll pick her up and take her along with me. It's just it's hard because it's it's a home design show. It's a construction show, so it's not really ideal for a little one and a half year old to be around because it's very dangerous. Oh, really? Toxic. It's not baby proof. Those chainsaws it's and the not uh, baby proof. <laughs> yeah, belt let's sander, just say and... at least. <laughs> Like baby's day out. She's like walking through the, you know. Okay. Right. But I'm thinking if I stay on the show long enough, maybe, you know, they'll write her in. Yeah, <laughs> she could, no. she could She's taking your speaking parts. <laughs> She'll be the You'll lose another player. job. <laughs> You'll be the first one to lose a job to her daughter. Exactly. We're going to go younger, Tanya. Really young. With, with a, <laughs> a much younger version of you, literally. <laughs> she literally is a younger version of me. Oh, my God. I saw pictures on, online. On She's Facebook beautiful. and Twitter yeah, yeah, and Instagram. Yeah. Thank you. I see you in there. Yeah? Do you yeah, follow me, I Mike? see some you in there. <laughs> okay, so you travel around. It's, do you ever go uh, overseas? Have you done overseas shows yet, or is it all U.S.? I've done overseas shows, but not for this show. Okay. I, was, uh, I did some overseas shows for DirecTV, if you can imagine. Remember oh, the I can imagine. Days? Yes, yes. But the, I thought that was all in the... Um, no, I went to the UK. Ba- basically, I went to London. I did about three shows in London. Yeah, but you were just TV. giving the directions for DirecTV. You were that person on Channel One telling well, you how to use your remote. It used to be a more of a DirecTV lifestyle type of show ah, and news show. Okay. And I would travel to different places. And, and that's when it was, it was just that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Because there's nothing better than traveling on somebody else's dime. Isn't it? Isn't nothing it great? better. Isn't it great? How was London? London was amazing. I mean, it was beautiful. It's charming. It's quaint. They have the most incredible nightclubs and restaurants. It's very hip. It's I just got fashion back. Fashion savvy. Did you really? I was there last week. Yeah. Oh. I went to London and Lisbon. Nice. And how was it? Uh, fantastic. Yeah? London was uh, a lot of fun. The weather was, of course, London weather. Did but, you go um, to any cool restaurants? I love food, so. Uh, well, my first stop, whenever I get to London, got to go get some Indian food. Always got to get <laughs> that makes got to get some Gee. curry, the best Indian food ever. in London. Oh yeah, London is and all throughout England. Birmingham is known for their because uh, the Indian immigration Population is so is huge, huge. Yeah, so true. and it's almost you know I liked it a little better than I did in India, actually. No but, way, maybe you just didn't go to the right place. I did. In and India. I, well, uh, uh, in India, I also got deathly food poisoning. So, well, um, that might make a bit of a difference. Yeah. That might taint yeah. your whole, you know, idea yeah. what you like. It makes yeah. a huge difference, actually. I'm sure. <laughs> as I'm dying in a hotel room, dehydrated, <laughs> just <laughs> crying. Oh, God, what was it? The water? It must have been the water. <laughs> Who knows? Did you ever find uh, out? No. Probably we not. We couldn't trace it. I was in a group of 12, and 10 of us got sick over oh, two weeks. Oh, no. Yeah, and it could be anything. It could be a drop of water on the plate. It could be what they washed the plate in or didn't wash it. Oh, God, that you know? sounds so disgusting. It, yeah, you never know. Man, I've never been to India, and I don't, now you're making it's it hard. very unpalatable. It's hard. It's amazing good <laughs> and amazing bad, I tell people. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was in London and Lisbon last week. Fun. Yeah, it was great. I want to go back in. I'm actually going to um, either, I don't know yet, south of France or Paris in three weeks we're leaving. Ooh. We have to go to the BAFTA Awards. The ba- Oh, the British uh, things. Yes, it's a huge... <laughs> the British the things. The British things. <laughs> well, it's like uh, they say it's like the British Oscars or Emmys combined. Or That's it's like the are. British Golden Globes. It's kind, kind of, of a big deal. My, uh, my husband's movie, Lost Christmas, is nominated for a BAFTA Award and an International Emmy Award. So uh, I thought your husband was a lawyer. 
He's a lawyer, but he's an enter- he's he's now into entertainment law type thing. So oh, okay. he's uh, he's been doing it for three years. They have a company called Catch Up Entertainment, and they distribute films, finance films. And one of the ones that they did was a film called Lost Christmas, which starred Izzy Izzard, who's huge in London, no, England. Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard. What did I say? You said Izzy Izzard. Oh, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who's this Izzy fellow? I know I Eddie Izzard, but I Eddie Izzard. Is that I know who Izzy Izzard oh, is. Oh, Izzy. Sure. Okay. <laughs> So Eddie Izzard's and, in it. Uh, Eddie Izzard's in it. He's he's fabulous in it, and um, it's now becoming this sort of, uh, I guess, a classic Christmas story. Well, that'd they're, be great. they're labeling it, which could be very cool, and it's, and it could it's be very lucrative for a bunch of awards. Play it every year. That'd be awesome. That'd be great. We're, there's going to be an American release, I think, next Christmas. They didn't make it for this Christmas. Okay. And you tied uh, up with all the other stuff going on. And since you had the hookup, did you get a little role in there? Did you get a little... I didn't because it had already been cast and filmed and everything oh. before. Yeah, before I uh, had any. Before you any, came along. I wish, before you I had wish. any influence. And now you have tons of influence. <laughs> Getting there. Uh-huh. So, well, that's fun. Yeah. So I'm excited because it's going to be a whole other way to, you know, when you're going to a huge award ceremony like that, it's a, you get to see a city in a in a, in a, in a a different country in a whole other way oh, so yeah. it's kind of cool well you're gonna be on the red carpet that's gonna be that's fun that's right and how do you how does one travel with your red carpet dress do you, do, is this like is this a special box for this because I travel really light I don't know how do you do it is it do you ship it first you know, I'm, it depends on how much you pay for the dress. Oh, okay. But um, I'm probably just going to be carefully packing it in my suitcase. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you first know, class, I hope. Business I'm, first? I'm, yeah, business okay, at least. Of course. Or yes. first, yeah. yeah let's yeah. be honest. You have to do it that way. You must have an insane amount of miles on uh, airlines. I do. Point. I have a lot. I have a lot. I'm sure you do, too. Uh, yeah, I'm burning through them, though. I'm starting Are you? To, I'm starting, I'm starting to, to, too. Well, because I'm not uh, flying for work anymore. Yeah, since well, I'm not working. But mine's domestic. It's not international, so you can yeah, only, but you, you can use them. You can for, use them, and it, and it builds up. I get them. I use my credit card all the time. Yeah, you know that's what you do. You use your credit card to pay for everything that you I get got points a couple for, of those. right? I got those. And then you also have your points program, so Absolutely. you get like double points. Hotel points, you got those. Hotel points. I'm We're signed on. up for them all. We are like uh, the Clooney movie. We're up in the air. We got our fifty cards. <laughs> exactly. We're comparing. Yeah. Oh, that's hot. Exactly. Yeah, they, only, they only give these to certain people. Ooh, I finally went platinum hot. again for American Express. I'm all excited. Oh, for American I mean, Airlines? For Starwood. For Starwood Preferred? Oh, Starwood Preferred. Okay. Are you Starwood Preferred guest? No. Well, no. I, I used to, because for HGTV, used to put us up in like Hampton Inns all the time. Uh, We're not as high end as you. Well, no. I had to work up to it. Okay. I had to be on it for at least 10 years before we... <laughs> so you started demanding a better hotel? Yeah. Do you stay in a different hotel than your co-hosts? I used to, but not anymore. Now we all get to stay at, at you know the nicer hotels. Yeah, when I started traveling for HGTV, they originally my contract it said that they had to like put me up at a certain star level hotel, right? Right. So I'm they put me up, and we would go to these towns like there was not much in no, the way of star I hotels. I totally get it. And so they would find the nearest one, which could be like a long ways away. A long ways. So away. the producers and the crew are way, away, and I'm by myself at this hotel. I said, this is. That's this exactly is what happened with me. And so you give in, yeah. and then you're staying at like a two-star instead of a And then a four I'm at the Hampton Inn. But I don't mind the Hampton Inn. People like... I don't really, mind it. You know what? You know what? The internet while, always works. It's yeah. clean, and you get a little breakfast, and I'm fine with that. I'm cool. I'm I very low used, maintenance. I never... I never... I mean, I... Because I... I'm the kind of person that when I'm going to go on vacation, I want to stay at a nice place. Because well, yeah. if you're going to work as hard as we do, I want to definitely enjoy my vacation. But after a while, like being on these shows that we're on, they just... 
it's it's hard. They beat you to the ground with exhaustion, and you realize you're never in your hotel anyways. Right. And after a while, you just want company. It's yeah, lonely traveling. And so I did the same thing. Instead of staying at a Sheridan or or at a you know a Westin or something, I just, I started staying at the hotel with yeah, the crew. Right was on at, the off ramp. I was bored. Right yeah, on the off ramp. Next to, nothing around. Next to the Applebee's. <laughs> sure, I know it. <laughs> but lately now they realize how happy it makes the crew and the talent on the show. So in the last couple of years, they've actually been they've been casting the houses according to where oh, nice. our hotel is, kind of. <laughs> so it kind of helps. Now you do a one week at the same house, right? One week at one house. We have now we have two days off, and then another week at another house, but oh. all in the same city. So oh, okay. it's long. It's, it's long. long. See, I was doing one house a day. Yeah, must it was, be nice. It was like raps and some interviews. It was so great. You get paid per episode. <laughs> yeah, I did get paid per episode. I know, but that, uh, yeah, but it didn't last. I only did that for four years. You got twelve years out of this. I did. I think. Yeah, I got twelve years. I out shot of it. a hundred and how many of those? One hundred and twelve of those. One hundred and twelve altogether. Not bad. How long did it take you to shoot that? A year? No, no. Those were like oh, over four years. Four years said, over, yeah. over like three, four years. That's pretty cool. The better one was uh, what you get for the money. That was just shooting host raps in Denver oh, that's once a, a month. Dream, that's a dream job. And that would we'd knock out like four or five in a day. And that was I guess the only difference is that the show that I'm on, you know, I'm more of a personality on the show now than I am a host. No, it's great. The you've hosting parla- is all kind of out. You've parlayed it into, you know, much more than I ever did. I mean, you're, well, you're well known. People know you. I don't know. But, you know, I try. Which brings me, yeah. <laughs> Which brings me to uh, my other question that I've been wanted to <laughs> yes, ask you Mike always. <laughs> when you go to these towns, <laughs> yes, um, you got a little bit of a following online and everything else. I yeah. know you have a little fan club. What's the uh, creepiest thing anybody's ever done on the road? Like whether following you, did somebody follow you back to your hotel? Did yes. they bring you some weird gifts? What happened? Give me one story. Okay, I gotta give, give you. I gotta. Okay, I'm gonna give you this one, and I never found out who it was. Okay, it was kind of cool, kind of creepy. Okay. So, I used to. I used to post on Facebook all the time that I love Dexter. I still love Dexter. I Great love show. the show. I've seen every episode. I can't wait for the next one to come on because, like, as soon as it airs, I watch it. This is already getting creepy. Right. Like, okay. why do I love Dexter? Right, okay. I don't know, but I do. Uh-huh. Right? And, and the, the lead actor, Michael C. Hall. Yeah. Yeah, he's just, I mean, he's like the hottest thing on the planet. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Mike, but, no. you know, you are too. I think you, I you, think you mean too. the second hottest. <laughs> exactly. I meant okay. the second hottest. Okay, thank you. So, anyway, I, um, you know, I've been a huge Dexter fan, and I used to post about it all the time, and... I don't know how, who, or what found out what hotel we were staying in. I think one. Of, I think my co-host had mentioned, oh, we were staying at the W. This was in, I think it was oh, in Boston. Oh, well, look at you with the I W, I know, huh? fancy. Every once in a while, we get a real fancy Me one. Me and my Hampton Inn. And so we stayed at the W. I go into my room. I go to check in. And there are on my by my bed post kind of thing, there's like this little right. wall, this little shelf behind you know the head of my bed. All of the characters from Dexter, they were bobbleheads. <laughs> Bobbleheads, and they're in the room. In the room, oh, on every single character on the show, like the main, the main cast was like eight of them, and they're all sitting there moving their head, you know, like bobbling, looking. At okay, me. <laughs> and it was just the weirdest thing. Uh, I, what did the hotel say about how did they get there? They and- said they knew nothing about it, and they've never had anything like that happen before. Oh, that is creepy. But I think somebody from the hotel actually was paid a considerable amount well, yeah, of money yeah, to yeah. go and put them there. And then they just claimed well, like hope. they didn't know. I there was a guy hired, hiding in the shower all I night. I never found out. <gasps> and so I couldn't take the bobbleheads home because I had too much stuff in my suitcase because we don't have any wardrobe on our, on our show. So I have to like lug around <laughs> three suitcases. So I gave all of them to my producer. And she still has them. 
Oh, really? <laughs> this happened like four years ago. But that was kind of fun, but interesting, but weird. Okay. And but, I don't know if it was a fan. I don't know who did it. Well, I know when we would go to these towns for like HGTV, it, some of them were pretty small in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So we were like the biggest thing ever happening in this town, you know? <laughs> and you know that, you know, like the neighbors all come out. Oh, the, yeah. The local newspaper. Totally. You know, reporters. So I'd have to give these interviews to, you know, the local, the, you know... The Pig's Knuckle Arkansas Gazette, or whatever it is. You know. <laughs> yes, exactly. The Gazette. Yeah, the one. <laughs> the <laughs> Gazette. In every town. The town crier came around. <laughs> um, so have it like? Have you ever had like a mob scene come around and and like really get in the way of shooting? Or yeah, sometimes. I mean, it, it, we we're we're pretty much under the radar. I mean, we keep it kind of quiet where we're going, and and we don't really. We have such a small crew too that people don't even really know we're there until we start making a lot of noise. And there's obviously a lot of trucks and cars, but there's not, we don't travel with trailers. I mean, we have, we have a little camper that we all stay in, the, the talent <laughs> for the three of us now. But That's prior cozy. to that, cozy. it's very cozy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but prior to that, we didn't even have that. We were just staying in the, in the house all day and we had no privacy, no nothing. So you, there was never really anything. It, it just looked like a big construction crew was there. More than a TV show. Right. So, but then people catch wind of it and, you know, some people will show up. But, yeah, by the time more people show up, we're usually come and gone by then. I always have to ask that about women on TV. They, they get such creepy Oh, I've had creepy emails things happen, and creepy yes. things like that. I had a stalker. Oh, bad you did? Times, bad stalker once, yeah. Oh, no. I think he, he, I think he tried to sort of resurface again, but... Do you have a restraining order and stuff? I was going to... This is the thing with a restraining order. Oh, okay. there's a thing. Okay. There's, there's a big time thing. I've only had a couple against me, so I don't. <laughs> let me, so let me get your take. <laughs> well, then you should know the answer. Yeah, I know. You the, should know what I'm about. This is for the people. Explain it for the people. So, stalkers, what they want is a reaction from you. They want to communicate the per- with the person in whatever way possible that they're stalking. Right. With a restraining order, you have to show up in court with that person, not with that person, but in court, the same room, the same time, and battle it out. So they may just want that. You know, that's, that's their contact. They may just want that. Oh. And that alone, when you get stalked really, really bad, I mean, this guy threatened my life at one point. Literally, it was bad. Oh, my bad. God. And so the last thing I wanted to do was for, to, just to meet eye to eye with this guy. You can yeah. be that. You, they can make you that afraid of somebody. And they love it. So that is what held me back from, from a restraining order. And I don't know why they can't, why oh, the law of, is, is... Yes, listen yeah, to speaking that. Speaking of restraining order, <laughs> They're coming for me. Oh, no. Well, that's why I'm this here. This is awkward. That's why I'm here, Mike. Yeah, just, you're breaking the restraining order just by being in here. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, and I just don't know why the law is, is, is that way. I mean, they should, they should have a separate room for him, a separate room for me on different days. And then, I don't know, but they should do it differently. We should not have yeah. to show up on the same day and, and actually meet eye to eye. When was the last incident? Um, about a year and a half ago. <gasps> but then he tried to resurface again recently. Like in town, by your house and stuff? No, just by email. Okay. Yeah, by okay. email. He tries to insult me in every way possible that he can. But, you know, now I have people that sort of filter my emails. A lot of it doesn't get to me anyway. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's good. Thank God. Yeah, so. That is so creepy. It's very creepy. Well, let's it's get very off, creepy. Let's get off the, the nee, showbiz nee, thing. Nee, 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 nee. Describe where you grew up and what the town was like. Because it was near Niagara Falls, right? I grew up on a sod farm. In the middle of nowhere, in a little teeny, teeny, tiny town called Wayne Fleet, which I'm sure everybody listening to the show has, has never heard of. Wayne, Wayne Fleet. Fleet, Ontario. Yes. I vacation there often. Population, 3,500 people. Well. If not less. I heard they have the uh, best sod farms in Canada. <laughs> they do, in Canada. <laughs> Were your parents farmers? My parents, they, well, 
kind of. I mean, is sod is sod? I guess that could be could be considered yeah, it's a crop. more a landscaping type of thing. But they used to sell it, and they would sell grow it, and, and they would it. they would sod brand new homes. Okay, that's that's who their major market was. Gotcha. And so I grew up on four hundred. My backyard was four hundred acres of gorgeous green, oh. forever never ending sod. You had the best soccer field of all. Well, the, we weren't the allowed neighbors. to play on it too much oh. though. Yeah, you'd ruin we could it. sometimes, but we'd ruin it. Can't right? do donuts with the uh, dune buggies. Up we there. would do that. <laughs> your, My dad used to give us a certain bikes. section that we could go ruin. Okay, and we did. Oh yeah, I bet. <laughs> so, did your parents and you, as a family, did you travel much? Did you? Were you like a big traveling we family? To, or? Not. I mean, we at the time, you know, we couldn't really afford traveling anything too extravagant or going out of the out of the country was sort of. We went to okay. We did go to Italy one oh, year when I big. was fifteen. So that was huge. We were big time skiers, so we would travel within Canada and in the United States. We would go to Florida every second year. That's okay. about it. So That's I didn't a big do a lot Canadian of traveling. Trip to yes, and a lot of Canadians own uh, winter homes down there in Florida do. by my parents' house. If you want to meet a lot of Canadians? Just go to Florida. Oh yeah, <laughs> and every time it was like right from between November and May. It's a lot of Canadian a license lot plates. Of Canadians. A lot of Canadian license plates. Yep. So what did you think? Uh, I mean, your first impressions of, of like going to Florida and going to Italy as a kid. I mean, how did it affect you? And what did I travel it, mean to you? Well, I think that, you know, I loved it just because, especially with Florida, I mean, coming from Canada, all I was, I was just used to, you know, pine trees and, and snow and, and, you know, having to salt your driveways and, and throwing hot, I would throw hot water and salt on my windshield to get out, you know, yeah. in the morning. I was in Chicago. I was in Chicago. Same brutal. Thing. Yeah. Totally different. And then when we would go, you know, three days later, because we would drive. Oh, yeah, we drove. We drove, because we couldn't afford the flights for a five-person family. Oh, I know. Um, and so when we get there, I mean, the first time I ever seen, I've, I'd ever seen palm trees and oranges and, and, and bananas and all kinds of <laughs> yeah. interesting fruit. And, and it was warm. And, and Cubans. And Cubans. Wow. <laughs> and other Canadians there, too. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, I loved it. And it was always, and the grass is different in Florida. And just everything is different. And the air is different. The air yeah. is different and it's so much more there's it's more, you know, it's it's warmer and more moist and it's just um I loved it. I mean, it was just every time I I I have very very good memories of of those years and and everything was new. The insects are new. I remember thinking the bugs are new and the fish are, are <laughs> and new. And they're huge. And, and they're huge and they're di- <laughs> and there's everything it couldn't be more different than Canada. And those little lizards that scurry across the, the sidewalk when you're walking little geckos. I used to try and catch them all the time. <laughs> well, Italy at 15, that's huge. So I never left the country until I was 21 after college. Italy was, was incredible. I, I grew up in an Italian family, basically. My father's from Italy. so Did you know the language? I didn't. Oh. My father's one of those things. It was in the, it was in the generation when the you immigrants... You yeah, you know, it was really important for them to just learn English and, and sort of really become a, a Canadian and sort of, um, you know, I guess integrate yourself into the Canadian culture more. It's right. not so much like that anymore. I think when immigrants come in, they're very, you know, still, we should be all proud of our of our, of our uh, background and our upbringing. But, right. um, Do you tell this to the I, French? I, I, I just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. Maybe you want to hip them to that uh, <laughs> being Canadian thing? <laughs> Listen, I wish my dad taught us how to speak Italian, but because I heard it and I was so used to it for so many years, when I went to Italy, I was there for two months and oh, I came back speaking pretty good Italian. Now, I don't remember it, but right. you have to keep it up. Well, did you have to learn French in school? We did, but I hated learning French. I was not good at it. Oh, I mean, when I was a kid, I was like, why do I need to learn French? 
Everybody speaks uh, English anyway. This was my well, horrible attitude. Well, not a big attitude. chunk of your country, doesn't it? <laughs> well, really, it's the province of Quebec. Yeah, I know, but that's a that's a good sizable chunk. It's a chunk, but most Canadians, I believe, can't speak French, from what right. I know. Especially, well, I now. believe that too. But yeah. So, 15... how many Canadians do you know that live in LA can speak French and they're totally bi- bilingual? How many? Who? Canadians. Oh gosh. You know, not you many. know Canadians here. Yeah, but no, I know. Uh, the ones, uh, only the ones really from Quebec. You know, the other ones, I think they... Only they, the ones from Quebec. They learned it in school, they learned it for the test, and then forgot it. And then it. just forgot it, yeah. And I think it's just, it's the way that it's taught. It's very, very hard to, to, to retain. And then I we think. move here and we realize we all need Spanish. <laughs> That's true. That's what we we all need true? that. Yes. Oh, man. If you're going to learn one thing, learn that. Learn Spanish, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, learning any language now, you realize as an adult, is so valuable. I wish oh, I would have paid more attention in French class. I want to get fluent Seriously. in Spanish. I can get by in my Spanish, but like when I travel. I'm dying to learn but, Spanish. Yeah, we just have to put in the time. You can you know do it. More, we can do it. You know how much more I'd be working, Mike Siegel, if I... <laughs> how about all of us? You know, a couple gringos like us out there with our horrible accents? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'd be like but characters. But I kind of look Spanish. You so, do. You, you know. can pass. You look Italian, too. Thanks. So 15-year-old mm-hmm. girl in Italy. Now this... There's got to be a story or two in here. Talk about creepy stalker guys. Well, I don't know. When I was 15, I didn't really care so much about culture. I just wanted to go and, you know, stare at all the really cute-looking Italian Yes, and I'm sure they the did. Beach. I'm sure it was mutual. So <laughs> what part of Italy were you? Um, I went to, I, I mean, we traveled. We went to Rome and Florence and Milano and, P, and, and Pisa. And so we did a lot of that. But my father's from a small town outside of Pescara called uh, Rocco San Giovanni. That's Ooh, the name that of the town. Nice. It's up in the mountains. So it's north? And, uh, Northern east, Italy. North, yeah. So east, by Venice? Too. Like it's, it's, uh, it's right along the Adriatic Sea. Oh, okay. It's about five hours, actually, it's more, five hours south of Rome. South of Rome? South of Rome. So that's south? A little bit. Wow, okay. Yeah. So, but anyway, so, so it was, uh, I don't know. I don't think I really appreciated Italy when I was 15. All I wanted to do was go on the beach, put on my little bathing suit and just, you know, stare at the cute little boys. But as a teenager though, it's kind of cool going to Europe and then you're like, well, I can just order wine if I want one and I can drink yeah, one. And yeah. that's like, you feel so sophisticated. Yeah, you, know? you kind of do because you can do that. Oh yeah. Nobody I mean, cares. I still didn't, but I didn't like wine. I didn't like, I didn't, I didn't You're really so like, straight. I you're know, Canadian. Where's the, where do we get the beer here? I didn't get a little more corrupt until I was like in my 30s. And then you made up for it. I totally made up for it. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you, you remember, was that your first flight? Do you remember your um, first flight? Out of the country, yeah, that was my first flight. Okay. No, it was, do you remember your first time on an airplane? Um, no, for some reason I, I don't really, I don't. Oh, uh, yeah. Isn't that bad? Mine was to Florida. I was like a kid. Mine was, was probably about, to Florida about too. Eight, I think. Why don't I remember that? I don't, I don't know. know. You just remember the geckos and the... I remember the geckos. And the Cubans. I've been to South Africa, though. So have I. Where have you been? I went to Botswana, and then I went to uh, Sun City. Well, Botswana is a, it's its own country, right? Well, I flew into Botswana. Okay. And then I traveled south to Sun City, South Africa. I, did you go to the... Uh, I went to the park right by Sun City. Is it Pilanesburg State Park? Yeah. Is that, I, I'm not sure that... I, I went to the one inside Sun City, but that's like man-made okay. craziness. Yeah, this is a giant preserve, like nature preserve. Um, yeah, Pilanesburg. It was great, right? Oh, yeah. Did you get to Cape Town? I did go to Cape Town. Cape Town's gorgeous. Cape Town is gorgeous. And then a few years ago, three years ago, actually, I went to um, Africa again. I went to Tanzania, and I went oh. on a huge safari for two weeks. No, okay, a here. Real, now we're going to talk a about real that. Safari. Did you did you do uh, Kilimanjaro? <laughs> I didn't, but I want to oh. so bad. I drove by it. I you drove, drove by I it. I saw Kilimanjaro. I saw it. 
I didn't. It wasn't in the plan. Uh, I, we, were, plan. we were there to go. do to do to do you know the the game reserve and to, and okay. to, and to do this. So this wasn't this was a strictly Safaris. vacation. It was strictly vacation. Okay, so now tell me about this safari. Now, have you is done this... Kilimanjaro, by the way? I haven't. I've only been uh, the only places I've been in Africa is South Africa. Oh. I really want to go Tanzania, Kenya. Me too. Went to Kenya too. Tanzania, oh, okay. Kenya is where I went. Okay, so tell me about that and landing there. The flight. I know it's a hell of a flight. It's a hell of a flight, and then to get to where. The uh, like to get into the parks where the safaris begin, you have to take another little like t- I take two puddle jumpers to get oh, there. Oh boy! So and you land in the middle of nowhere. I and mean, a- we were in the middle of the desert. Right, and of course these are the newest uh, top of the line planes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, not really. I've seen this. Yeah, no. I knew a guy was a pilot. And I said, "What do you do with all these old planes from the seventies? Oh, they, we sell them to Africa and those places. Oh, like, great, great, great. It's pretty cool. I mean, it was it was amazing, but um. It's such a culture shock, I can't even tell you. I mean, even at some of the, well, I mean, hotels, they were tents. They were like these glamorized tents that we stayed yeah. at. We stayed at the, at the most beautiful, beautiful um, resort-type places. And we stayed at a place called uh, Goron Goro Crater Lodge. Okay. And if you can ever look it up on the internet, it's one of the most incredible, enchanting, beautiful. I think I've heard of it. Oh, my God. Is this it's the one just, in Kenya or Tanzania? It's in the middle of the Serengeti Desert. Basically. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. And um, so they have these little campsites. So you'll travel in, in, your, in your truck with no roof, you know, these safari trucks yeah. for hours and hours and hours. You're bumping along and bumping along. And it is just amazing how, you know, you can't just go outside and go for a run, go no, for a no, jog no. if you want. You if can't you want just, to be eaten by a lion. Right. You can't. And it's true. And you can't just set up a nice little swing set for your kid to play on in your backyard. You, Did you, you bring you the baby? You can't do that. No, no. This oh, was, was like three say, years ago. Oof, okay. This is before she was born. Yeah. This is what you got to do. married. Oh, Okay. <laughs> So, we're, but you were there was the two of you though, right? It wasn't. No, it was a whole bunch of us, and I oh, it was a group. I, it wasn't with my husband. Oh, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it was with someone else. Oh, <laughs> that I was dating before I got married. Oh, before I started dating my husband. Oh, okay. Now we're, know, getting... now we're getting the nitty gritty. Yeah, <laughs> this is cool. Okay, go on. So you get there with this other <laughs> and man. And I was there with his family. Somebody had somebody I'd known for like twenty years, okay. and uh, his family, my family, we all went. And uh, we had the time of our life, but it was a huge, huge culture shock. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's just, the, you just, you can't, they, they hire a lot of these resort type things. They hire the Maasai tribes to actually come and escort the tourists from their little campsite over to like the eating tent mm-hmm. or the, the bathrooms or, and you have to, there's no electricity really. So you ring this little bell and they hear it and then they come and they show up with their machetes. Right. You know, wow. and it's just it's just crazy. And so here they are with their little flashlight and their machete. And I, you know, you can't ask, you can't, you can't, but ask them all these different questions. Can I get bit by a spider? Yes. Can I die? Yes. yes. Can a hyena come get me? Yes. <laughs> and they will crush your bones like they're eating butter. <laughs> Good night. Sleep tight. Okay, great. Thank and then they you. tell you these stories about like this one place we stayed at. He told me that the week before we'd gotten there, these two hyenas broke into the into the um, into the kitchen, into the cooking tent where sure. the kitchen is. And the chef is like standing on top of the stove that was just turned off, so it's boiling hot. He can't like. <laughs> oh my and God. literally, I mean, the hyenas are much more dangerous than even the lions. Oh yeah, they're like at the top of the food chain more oh than the lions gosh. are. It's just crazy. It's insane. They're and we awful. saw real lions and we saw elephants and it's 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 amazing. It's it's truly truly amazing. I saw a migration of the zebras. Oh, cool. That was cool. So you literally see this sea of black and white striped animals, and then you see giraffe. It's just. Imagine the Lion King, you know, you know, the, 
the part where they show all the different animals. Imagine that in real life. That's really how you can reach out and touch them. Not you can't, but I mean yeah. you can. <laughs> if you want, that's how to. close they are. They're just sitting right there, staring at you, just looking at you, eating their leaves or whatever they're doing. And it's just it's very um, it's it's beautiful, but it's so different than here. Oh yeah, so different. Did you get all the uh, the shots that you had to get to oh, go to yeah. Africa? Yeah, that's a pain in the butt. Yeah, literally. Literally. (laughs) And And the arm and everything else. You get nervous doing it because you're literally putting a virus in your body to build up the antibodies. And so so it's weird. Well, you were doing high end, but uh, how was the food and what did you eat? That's a big part of my travel. I love to eat. So what kind of food Um, are we talking here? I mean, we ate all different kinds of cuisine. We were very lucky. We had a, we had um, the places that we stayed at were pretty incredible. So we could just, I mean, we ate very similar how to how we eat here. Did you the local um, wild game? Did you get any of that? Like... Yeah, I mean, I tried crocodile soup. Mm. So that was interesting. Okay. It actually tastes really good. It tastes like very juicy chicken. Yeah, yeah, I've had that. that. Well, well, I've had alligator down in Florida. And stuff or it might have been alligator crocodile. It would be cro- no, Croc- it'd be crocodile. It'd be crocodile. In, yeah, it'd be crocodile in Africa. Africa. Crocodile. Yeah. yeah, and um, so I mean, I tried a bunch of the different different foods but um you know we put, we had a lot of boxed lunches too because we were on a safari every day oh boy so the food wasn't wasn't really the the, the main attraction there it was really where we stayed oh, and then amazing. Uh, and then the safaris yeah it was just it was it was it was crazy it was pretty cool uh did you uh because they say that the most dangerous animal that kills the most people mm-hmm. i'm sure they told you this hippos yes they say hippos are like really aggressive they They're like just aggressive. kill you for fun yeah, they would. Well, the, <laughs> the hippos, the bamboos. I saw a ton of hippos. Oh, awesome. A ton. There was this one we were, we were saying, and I wish I remember the names of these these resorts, but um, there there was this one place that we stayed at, and it's so quiet. And as you know, the African sunsets are just there's nothing like it on than I mean than anywhere else in the world. It they're so colorful and intense, um, and everything's very quiet. Yet in the distance, you can hear you can hear the animals in the jungle. So I would sit there and write my diary. I remember sitting out, outside the on this little porch with my rocking chair and sipping on a glass of wine. I could hear this baboon and hippo fight. <laughs> and it sounds like screaming, uh, I mean, babies. It's oh just, it's gosh. awful. It's really, really hard to hear. <laughs> but you could tell it was a baboon. And then you can also tell that they were hippos. And then in the middle of the night, oh, in the middle of the night, I had a, I had a big, huge cat. It wasn't a lion. But it was a big, like, mountain lion type thing that broke, that came into my tent because. Wait, wait, whoa. Well, so I got it wasn't a lot. Okay, wait a minute. Now, we, so. <laughs> okay, now, now <laughs> we're getting into it. It's not a lion. What was it? Like it a, wasn't a, a lion. A panther, it was some kind a jaguar? Of a, a, no, what, it wasn't that it was. big. It was a little, it was, it was smaller than a jaguar. But not a hyena or something like that. It was that, not a giant. hyena or I wouldn't be here right okay. now having this interview with you. Okay. But I got swine flu. Okay. I got it a couple of days. How does one acquire? I got it from my yoga instructor. <laughs> okay. Well, you're not supposed to make out with your yoga instructor. I didn't. I didn't make out with him. <laughs> it was, I was doing, you know, the hot yoga. Oh. Okay. Wait a minute. You, you were doing it there. It happened two days before I left for Africa. You were doing it here in LA? Here in LA is where I got swine flu. Yeah, I got it like literally the day, two days before I left for Africa. And on the plane, I started oh, to feel really bad. Nothing like traveling while so sick. I was Is sick that the, the worst entire feeling? time. Yeah. And then it just got worse and worse and worse. I honestly thought I was going to die. So oh. I was getting a lot of 
like people were serving food to my room because I couldn't even make it for dinner. Like it was just bad. That's terrible. Yeah. So a couple of times I didn't realize I left the food in my tent. You know how you take, you get room service here and then you kind of might, and I said, oh, you know, I'll just. Uh, the animal sniffed, sniffed it out. And the animal sniffed it out. We had a cat that totally broke into our thing. I got up to go to the bathroom and I heard something shuffling in the room. Scared the heck out of me. So I flipped the light on because at this place we actually had okay. we had electricity. <laughs> I thought you were like ringing a bell. Ding, 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 ding. No, this is a different ding, place. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Big cat. Big cat. Ding, 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 ding. Where is that guy? But they're more afraid of us than we are of them unless they're a big, big, yeah, big cat. A, you know. Yeah, like a ferocious one. But oh that was God, pretty scary. That is scary. That was scary. So Wait a minute. So go back up. on How does one... You get it from a swine flu from yoga, just being in that room with all those with no, nasty my, people? No, my yoga, I'll never forget. And I never went back and, to the class. And how do you know it's the instructor? Because he told me that he was, he was okay. Because he was so breathing he all to, over he you? He comes to class. You shouldn't have licked your face while you're <laughs> well, in you know, downward they, dog when position. When they do the adjustments and stuff, it's, it's very LA, interesting man. how close they get. That's what they do. <laughs> we just do a little bit of that, yeah, a little bit of that. This is where I uh, kiss you in the mouth. <laughs> But he was doing this one adjustment, and, and we had become sort of friends, and he, he whispers in my ear, and he goes, man, I am not feeling good. He goes, I just got back from Costa Rica, and I am just – and I said, you look like crap. And this is oh, what no. I said to her. You look like shit. And he's, you're in this he's, hot, like all pale sweaty, and sweaty. awful room. And he, and he was announcing to the class how bad he felt. He looked horrible. Oh, stay home, dude. So then stay the next home. day, I started to feel oh. bad, and I realized that – I had all the symptoms of, of swine flu, but I didn't know that until I had already gotten back. Oh, what a jerk. If you feel and, sick, uh, isn't like a hot yoga room? I don't absolutely think you do. Yeah. That is like yeah. a disease. I'm sure 10 people at least got it. That is a petri it. dish. It's a petri dish, and it's That's highly, disgusting. highly contagious. And just from him being that close and talking to me, I, I actually got it. What a jerk. I don't think, I mean, the thing is, I think he just thought he had something, but he didn't know what it was, and he definitely didn't know it was swine flu. So it kind of ruined my whole trip. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> So, oh my god! And I was freezing. And, you know, the safaris start at five o'clock in the morning. Like, if you oh, want to yeah. see the animals, you got to get out there early. So, what time of year was this? This was in um, in August. No, July. I went in okay. July. Okay. June, June, July. I went, oh, and it was man. cold. Yeah. It was not. It was not warm. So that's it was like their, forty degrees their, half the time. Their winter. Yeah. Oh boy. And in these tents, there's no heating. Right, yeah. so it's like you can't. Well, I couldn't wash my hair very often because it would be wet and damp and cold, which I did a couple times, and then my cold got worse. And you already got the chills. And then yeah, and so oh. um, the friend that I went with, his, his he's, he's from India. His friends, his mom and dad are from India, and they brought they brought Cipro. Cipro is like a really really strong antibiotic. Oh yeah, we were up... taking it on mine when I was <laughs> in you? India. Oh, they gave us everything. Yeah, oh. they have everything there. They have access to it. Yes, all. because they get sick all the, all time. the time, or or at least every visitor does. <laughs> And that's how I got better. I took oh. whatever it is they gave me, and um, I got better. But it took me a good two weeks to get better after the trip. Oh, that's too I bad. had it for a long time. I almost died. No. I almost died. Well, I felt like it. What's well, great? If I didn't have the Cipro, I'm not so sure I would still be around. But on the plus side, how much weight did you lose? Um, <laughs> that's yeah, the only I thing I, little bit. That's I, the only thing I <laughs> took away from my food poisoning. It was like, you know what? If you want to lose weight quickly, get horrible food poisoning. That's no better. So when, didn't you go to uh, Southeast Asia for something? I went, to Bali. You were in to-, Bali. I went to Bali. Bali. I was there, and in- I went to Cambodia. Oh, okay. Did you go yeah. to? Um, I went to Phnom Angkor Wat. Angkor Wat. Yes, yeah. I went. Oh my god! It's just. I mean, isn't it great? It's you've been there, obviously. Yeah, it's awesome. And huge. How Angkor Wat is massive. Somebody, how do you explain Angkor Wat to somebody? I know. You just can't. And I the think Temple of Many Faces. Yeah. Did you go to that one? Oh my god! Seeing many. Uh, 
but I think the scale of it, I I couldn't the scale is believe it. You know, I thought it was just like, oh, we're gonna see this one little temple, and yeah. I'm sure it's like a decent size. It's like a big castle we're gonna go see. But then you realize it's an entire like city. It's, it's an a entire city. complex, you know, with all these different buildings, and you could take days to go th- through it all. And it's so interesting just seeing, and you wonder how the heck they made this yeah. this this city type of thing. Um, I remember they t- the the tourists the we had a guide that we sort of went around with, and they were saying that I mean I don't even remember how I I used to know all the details behind it, but they said that they hired like I mean thousands and thousands of men for like. 100 years or something like that yeah, to yeah. make this city and um anyways, hired slaves whatever you hired, want to call yeah, them exactly hired ordered them yeah ordered them to do it but it is definitely a place that i think everybody should go to at least once in their life what and was phnom penh like phnom penh was um god how do you explain it it was very i guess in a way clean but dirty yeah it i felt unsafe um i mean it is cambodia cambodia is pretty poor it's pretty poor and the traffic is insane. They don't have stoplights or anything like that. And even if they do, it doesn't matter. Like, there's no sense of, of, oh, of yeah. rules. There's no... And the cops, a lot of them, I think, are corrupt anyway. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's just... I mean, I was there. I was, I was a spokesperson for World Vision, and I was doing some reports on uh, child labor and child trafficking. So I was, oh. I was definitely... Well, that's happy. Yeah. I was engrossed in a very depressing Ugh. topic, and it was really hard because I did see, see that side to Cambodia. But... Um, you know, Phnom Penh is where a lot of the uh, the massage parlors are, and a mm-hmm. lot of the you know the restaurants are where they find these girls and stuff. So it was very worse it was than definitely Bangkok. And I I've never been to Bangkok, okay. so but I'm sure it's about the same. It's 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 it was pretty tough. But the crazy thing is, when I was there, they had this huge rainstorm, so the entire street level was completely flooded out, just about up to my waist. Oh my god! Oh yeah, with rushing, rushing, I felt like the city was submerged in a river. Oh. And but to see that, I have video of it. To see it and to see how people are still riding their mopeds through it all and they're wiping out. Some of them went, you know, a lot of them went underneath the water. I know. You get the feeling this happens it all, just the all the time. It's I just all the time. Because when I was in uh, Bangkok last year, I had just come after like the biggest flood they've ever had. And did you, and, were you there and still, for it? No, I missed it by about. It was just starting, it had just receded. So the city was kind of back to normal. All you could really tell that there was a lot of sandbags still everywhere. But it was oh it was really bad. It was really bad. And now they say with you know climate change and stuff, it's going to be happening more and more and more. I know. I mean, I can't believe what happened in New York, dude. It's I know, brutal. It's so bad. But I'd never seen that before. And also, I mean, in in countries like that too, I saw a little bit in Bali, not so much. Bali's a very different vibe. But in downtown Phnom Penh, and even in Cambodia and other places, they fit five six people on one little tiny mohead. Oh yeah. I got great photos of that from Vietnam. Do you? Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. I had one where it was like, I think there was four or five people on it. There was a, there was a guy. No, it was a woman. She had her baby in, um, sitting in front of her. Yeah. Uh, so it was almost like an airbag. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then the daughter behind her and two, no, and two kids behind her. Yeah, they sit the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've four seen, of them. I've seen six people, including babies. Two of them were little babies. And I'm thinking... I mean, compared to America with all the rules, I mean, we have to I have know. car seats in, in our cars no, until the, the kid weighs, what, 60 pounds or something. Well, that's the other thing. Well, I was in, uh, we were in these slums of South Africa, and I was with this group, and they're working, and, and, you know, these kids were playing in this horrible environment, you know, but kids don't know. They don't know. Anybody, you know, they were just laughing and playing, and, and I asked this one woman who was with, you know, what she was taken away from it, and she goes, well, she was an American woman, she was older, her kids are grown. 
But she said, I think I, I gave my kids way too much. <laughs> I know, it's true. We think we, they need so much, you know, and they don't really need much, you know, but other than they want attention from their parents, they want to feel loved, but they want because... to be in a safe environment, and they want to, you know, you should have a good school. But other than that, you know, I know, but I think the you don't problem need an iPad. You know what you, I mean? You don't. But we're we're in a society where everybody else has, everybody else has. Well, yeah, there's a keeping you, up with the Joneses, go, and... right? But when you go to these third world countries, everybody else doesn't have. So they're all equal. They feel at least if they're from the small towns. Now, yes, if you go into the you know into the big cities, there's always people that are going to have more than what they have, right. but they don't have a lot to compare it to. So they don't try and wish and want and need for these things that they don't need. And I also just got back from Guatemala not long ago. Oh, I haven't been. And uh, yeah, Was this the same amazing. organization? This for different organizations now. A charity that I'm sort of backing. It's um, called Wells Wells of Hope and Miracles in Action. And I'm actually what they do is they provide water to these to these towns that really have no access to clean water, yeah. and the death rate is very low. I mean, is very high, but the age is very low. And um, so we're not only bu- providing them; we're building wells, we're building schools and houses, and so. I went up into like the, the cold, cold parts of the mountains and met some of these, you know, these people that um, have nothing. I mean, they don't even have a house. They live in these, their, their houses, some of the houses were made out of just plastic bags strung together on a tree. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to see. The floors are all mud. They don't have any, any sort of like um, oven or stove or anything like that. It's just, it's literally just a fire that they make inside their house. And then the problem is the house, they don't have proper ventilation. So it fills up with smoke and then they die of like lung cancer. Yeah. Um, very, very hard to see. But the one thing I noticed is that they're, they just seemed happy. I mean, we're driving up. Of course, they're so happy when we come up with like, when we drive up the mountains with our truck full of stuff, but all the little kids wanted were toothbrushes. That's yeah. what they, they wanted the most was with, it was toothbrush, floss and toothpaste. And I couldn't believe it. These five-year-old kids, five to 15 or whatever. That's all they wanted. Um, they just needed the, they wanted the basic necessities, but they aren't, their next door neighbor doesn't have an iPad. Their next door neighbor doesn't have any more than they have. So they, they are living in happiness. They don't have TVs where yeah. you can see what Americans, what an American <laughs> lifestyle is like. So they don't know what they're missing. And like they say, ignorance is bliss. There's a lot to that. There's oh, yeah. a lot to that. But, I mean, it also puts everything in perspective in terms of like, you know, during this election – You'd hear people say, "Well, if so and so gets in, or so and so four years of this, or the other guy gets, it's going to be this. It's, it's over. The world's over." And it's just like, "Hey, you gotta, you gotta chill out." We're so lucky. You to gotta be chill out. Here, yeah, really. as long as you I can mean, turn on that tap and water comes out. That uh, exactly. a it comes out. B, it's not going to give you dysentery by drinking it. Chill out. Well, did, did your power go on? Like well, every yeah. day, every day in India, we lost power at some point. And they're the used to it, and that's just how most. Yeah. that's how you're sitting there in the your hotel lives. room, and then the hotel fan just stops. The lights go. And you're d- <laughs> now, now imagine if you're working on your computer all day writing something, and then oh, people would freak out. Yeah, and they just go. You know what happens? And you know what? We have so much have here, so though. Much. And they, but what people don't realize, they haven't really hit hard times. You know, in the last no. when the economy crashed in 2008. Everybody's like, oh, this is the worst thing since the uh, Great Depression. Well, no, it isn't. I mean, I don't see any big soup lines outside. There are if you go down to shelters downtown. But other than that, it's not like, you know, well, the dust but at bowl. Least, I mean, look, they have soup lines. Okay, in these third world countries, there's no such I know, thing as a soup line. You're getting soup, you know. It's, yeah. You got to keep it in perspective. You know what, Americans, you know what, it may not be as good, but you'll live. And you'll, you'll get well, by yeah. and you'll survive. 
and be happy that you you know don't have to fight, you know fight for a well. No, it's true, you know just for I mean? clean water. I mean, it's true. And you know what? I'm a huge believer in that. Every single, every person that lives in in, in a first world country, okay, should visit a third world country at least once in their life, and Absolutely. not just go to the fancy places. Actually, put on your backpack and go and do some kind of, you know, help like help the community and meet the people that live in these in these you know different parts of the world and actually be a part of their culture and just you so, know. Did you like get down there and like really start digging the wells? I, I did. I was helping. I helped my father build a school. Actually, like, awesome. I, was, I was laying bricks and pouring uh, cement, and I was you know they make a lot of their bricks. Some of the some of the bricks were made out of mud, adobe bricks, and then others were actually made out of concrete. So it was kind of uh, I did a little bit of both. Well, now that you're doing sell this house extreme. <laughs> yeah, you could exactly. get really extreme with it, and let's do build this house Guatemala. Well, we need funding. We, we do need funding. I'm trying. I'm trying really, really hard to raise money for um, to build more houses. That's the thing. I mean, each house there costs like three thousand dollars. That's it. Mm-hmm. So we are trying. I'm trying desperately to raise money. So um, yeah, if anybody wants to help us out here, well, well now that you've announced <laughs> it on this award-winning program, it's going to take we off. We need it, please. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, just check, just check out Miracles in Action. Um, miraclesinaction.com you can go to their website all right and you can say you know the tanya mammy project in the little the little section part of your check and send in the check and everything three thousand dollars we get i'm gonna go down with charlie on my show for teeny maybe you can even join us mike oh i'd on the next one i actually would and help us build a house when are you going well we just we're waiting for the next check to come in we're waiting for the, the next uh I'm planning on going. I think I'm going to end up going in February because we do have the money for one for one house. But it's it's hard. It's it's hard to. I mean, right now it's tough times in this country too. So it's really really hard to to get money from people and to donate to a really great cause. So how does it pay? So how does it pay? It doesn't pay. <laughs> oh it. well, it me... doesn't pay, Mike. <laughs> I was joking. Oh my God. I know it doesn't pay. <laughs> Is that a union gig? Because uh, I could. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to need uh, business class first of all. Um, my trailer. Let's talk about my trailer. Let's uh, talk about your trailer. In Guatemala. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Up in the mountains. Well, let's like you know. Well, let's end this happier. Bali. What'd you think of it? Well, Bali was incredible. That's where I got engaged. Oh, got engaged in Bali. So it has a little special place. In your... It's a little bit. It is a, a very romantic a place. place. It's extremely romantic. Isn't it? Oh my god! Have you been? You've been to Bali? I was just there in December. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah Bali yeah. is just. I mean, come on! You cannot get. It's I don't gorgeous. think you can get a, a more beautiful place than than there might be some places, but it's pretty beautiful. Yeah. In every way, the people are beautiful. The culture is beautiful. I mean, the surrounding is just crazy. Yeah, I, I had uh, I stayed in a place that was not really in Ubud. You I went to Ubud? Ubud too. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, right outside my hotel window. This was not super high end, but it was nice, you know. And uh, I think it cost like fifty bucks or something for the night. I know. And uh, I opened my door, and there was like this rice patties. Yeah, you know, going out into this field and with trees and, and mountains, and, and it see... was it was gorgeous. It was oh, the most peaceful. God place and so i had peaceful. like one night to spend there and i went oh god i could spend like a week here i know at least just like not moving just yeah, getting just, massages just, yep, all day exactly <laughs> i went to a place I stayed at a, and I, I recommend this place to anybody we played it we, i stayed at a place called kupu kupu barong b-a-r-r-o-n-g okay. kupu kupu barong in ubud in ubud okay and it was 250 dollars a night Ooh, but it was well. as if we were spending two thousand dollars a night i mean well, 250 night 
in there. Bali is a lot. I know. But we had a we had a private butler. We had our, oh our own our own room, but the room was like only three walls, where the one wall opened up to the jungle. Oh. You have this private pool that's an infinity pool that's attached to your room, like you private pool. Oh my! It's like this private little oasis that you get for two fifty a night, which you could you could never get that no, here. No, no. Or anywhere. In Hawaii, that's like $2,500 a night. Well, exactly. This was like $2,500 a night thing. And so supposedly Bill Cosby stays there. This oh. is what we heard on the internet. And um, that's the place that I had gotten engaged at, too. And it was it was worth every... I mean, it was just... Really, we got like 10-star 10, 10 service for... Oh, my God. You know, 250 bucks a night. You so, get all that leftover Jello pudding from yeah, exactly. Bill Cosby? <laughs> yeah. A couple of colorful sweaters he left behind. <laughs> Just a few. <laughs> I love Bill. Whatever happened to Bill? Oh, he's still out there. I know. He needs another TV there. show. Oh, he's, well, he's 80 years old and, but grum- still, and grumpy. Have him do a few cameos. <laughs> I don't know. I love him. So what's next for you? You're, you're still doing uh, The Extreme. I'm still doing Extreme. And then you're going to take another trip in February with the organization. Yeah, I'm planning on doing that. I just got to get a little bit more funding. And then, um, like I said, I'm going to the BAFTA Awards in England, which is really fun. That's cool. And you leave for... Um, when do you, When is that? I leave in like two weeks. On the 20th. November 20th is when I leave. Bring a jacket. I will. I know. It was it's rainy and cold. It was cold. But I'm going to be on the TV show Home and Family. What's that? Um, oh, that's the one, you know, the one you're with, doing. Uh, yeah, with Mark Steinis and Paige Davis. Oh, it's on Paige Hallmark Davis, Channel. that's what happened to her. That's, she's on her own talk show now. Well, Lucky girl. When are we going to do our show? When? I don't know. We've got to start pitting we, stuff. We need we to really start do. working on that, Mike. I know. It's true. I've got to get you out of the house building business, <laughs> and I need work. <laughs> exactly. But I'm excited. So home and they, family. they have me on the show a lot. This will be my third time, and it's only, been on the, it's only been on the air for like two months, and I've been on the show about three times, so which is kind of awesome. cool. They shoot that here and, in LA? Uh, here in LA at Universal Studios. Okay, very so convenient. So if I'm on Friday, I think I'll be on, on the air actually on Monday. I think that's when my episode will air. Okay. And uh, yeah, I'm doing Tanya's Tips. Tanya's Tips? Tanya's Tips. Give me a tip right now. What could I, what could I do? What kind of tip? What kind of tip do you, do you need? I don't know. I need to sell this house for way more than I bought it for. Can you get the economy rolling again? <laughs> well, first of all, it depends on... Oh, and you bought it. You know, you know me, Tanya. I buy high, sell low. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> I did the same thing in my sheep. last house. I'm not a follower. I'm a, I'm a rebel. Well, what I have learned being on a home design selling show for 12 years now is that, unfortunately, there's so much competition now that you do have to invest money into your house and because people want move-in ready homes. That's yeah. really sort of what's going on now. And I think because of the way the housing market has sort of has sort of fallen and, and the bubble that was created prior to that, people expect more for less now. Nobody wants to pay anything, even in our business. I mean, you know how it is. Oh, I know. You get a whole lot more for a whole lot less. Yes. And it's parlayed in other things too, such as the housing market. I mean, when people walk in, they want what they want and they want to be able to move right in and they want everything to be, to, to be like, they don't, they're not into, into like, if they're not house flippers, yeah, they're not into doing that. They don't want to late after they after they spend five hundred or four hundred thousand dollars on a house. Last thing they want to do is, is spend another hundred thousand on on making it move in ready. So that's sort of the trend now. This has been Tanya's tips, ladies and gentlemen. That's my tip. So what that means is, <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> that doesn't mean that's anything. a tough tip. Well, what's a tough uh, tip? Anything else you want to plug? Anything coming oh, up? Oh, just, you know, check out my, um, my, if you want to know, you know, if you want some fun behind the scenes stuff of my show, if you guys ever watch Sell This House Extreme on A&E, A&E. every Saturday, mm-hmm. um, go to my Facebook page. I also, I'm, I'm huge on Twitter. 
And you have a website. And I have a website, tanyamammy.com. Mm-hmm. And from that website, you can actually get all kinds of tips on how to sell your house, tips on a lot of different things. So, oh, yeah, that's it's great. good. Well, it's, it's great to good. see you. It's Thanks, been so long. Mike. I know. It's been too many years. It has been way too many years. Well, I think c- last time we saw each other was when we were in Hawaii. No, no, no. Could it be? No, no, no. <laughs> no, it's not. It's been like one since. I just thought what I'd mention it. What year was that? It. I thought I'd mention it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we were in Hawaii together. We went to Maui. We went to Hawaii together. We had a good time. That, that was, was a fun yeah, trip, wasn't it? was it? fun. Yeah, I had a blast. Did you jump off the rock? Yeah, absolutely. You did, The Black you? Rock. The uh, Black Rock at, at the Sheridan. The Sheridan. Was it the Sheridan? Yeah. Is it Kanapali? In Kanapali. Kanapali. See, I have a good... Uh, see, now I'm going to... Uh, on the website, when I'm going to have to put a, uh, a photo from that. That's awesome. And so you, Mike, I was too chicken. I didn't jump off. Or did I? No, I don't know if you I don't did. think I did it. I wanted my bathing suit to stay on. <laughs> so when you're in a bikini, you got to be careful of how... You could you have know, done it. You could have done it. I don't know. I went swimming with the dolphins in Cabo, and literally the bottom to my bikini fell off. The bottom? It slipped right off. I was hanging onto the dolphin, and the dolphin swam so quickly. Yeah, I did that at SeaWorld. The bottoms just slipped right off. I did that at SeaWorld for TBS. And and they're like, oh, show too. Yeah, just grab this fin, and then it takes off. It takes off. And so I I had to, like, hold on for dear life. (laughs) Me too. Except you didn't, you had an elastic band to hold your Yeah, but his, meanwhile, you're holding on, and this fin is, this giant strong oh, yeah. dorsal fin is flapping right near my nuts and i'm going oh my god if this thing kicks me in the balls i will be dead i will die i will yes, like pass will. out in the water Isn't and drown it amazing how big and strong they they're are they're so strong but i love dolphins that's like one of my favorite animals me too they're all oh, they're incredible all right well we gotta wrap this up that was fun mike yay tanya thanks mike I tanya mammy everybody Sell this house extreme. Watch it any Saturday. It's extreme! And donate to Wells of Hope. (laughs) Wells of Hope. Extreme. You know what? Donate in the extreme to Wells of Hope.